I want to take us to our study this morning, continuing on our theme, One Thing, One Thing Thou Lackest. But before we start, Steps to Christ, page 93, says, Never open the Bible without prayer. So let us pray. Father, which art in heaven, give us wisdom now to understand and help us, dear Lord, discern, give us discernment from on high. Bless us now with your Holy Spirit. Anoint my lips and my thoughts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us open our Bible to the book of Mark. Book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 17 to 21. And continuing with our thought of one theme this morning, it says, when you're there, please say amen. amen. And when he has gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Verse 18, And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is, God. 19. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. Verse 20. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. 21. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, one thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. Verse 22, And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possession. Here's the story. This ruler... We're going to be building up on verse 21 mostly, but we need to understand where Jesus is also coming from. It says, this ruler had a high estimate of his own righteousness. It says, he did not really suppose that he was defective in anything. And he said, yet he was not altogether satisfied. There was still a longing in his heart. He felt he felt the want of something that he did not possess. Could not Jesus bless him as he blessed the little children and satisfy his soul want? You know, I think about our spiritual journey. And a few months ago, me and Brother Stephen and, and uh, Pastor Stephen and um, Brother Frank were talking in the car and we said, everyone has a story. Don't we all have a story, brothers and sisters? And his story is he needed something to be satisfied. He was longing for something there. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way what, and sell whatsoever thou hast. Give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Christ looked into the face of the young man as if reading his life, searching his character. He loved him and he hungered to give him that peace and grace and joy which would materially change his character. Are we all on a spiritual journey, brothers and sisters? He wanted something that Jesus had. The children would just come to him. But he lacked one thing. He wanted that. And what is that? We're here to identify that this morning. One thing thou lackest, desire of ages, 
Jesus said, if thou wilt perfectly go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Christ read the ruler's heart. Only one thing he lacked, but this was a vital principle. He needed the love of God in the soul. Do we need more of the love of God in our soul? This lack, unless supplied, would prove fatal to him whose whole nature would become corrupted. If we do not have the love of God in our hearts, will we end up corrupted? We have seen this in certain ministries, seen it in some of our friends, and we are in danger of going to that corrupted being. By intelligence, selfishness would strengthen that he might receive the love of God. His supreme love of self must be surrendered. Surrender of self. Let's continue. All should consider what it means to desire heaven. How many of us here desire heaven? And the cost of heaven. Sorry. And yet to turn away because of conditions laid down, what is going on, and, and Pastor Stephen talked about yesterday, what does it really cost us? Are we willing to give 2.5% of what is really important? Brother Frank yesterday morning talked about dwelling an hour each day. Spirit of Prophecy talks about that. And also, even one second of thinking about negative things could affect our whole day. Negative thinking pattern that we go through every single day. Think of what it means to say no to Christ. The ruler said, no, I cannot give you all. Do we say the same? Yes, we are all in the ministry. We all love God. But sometimes, do we lack that one thing, that love for the brethren, that love that only God can give? Let's examine this a little bit further. True sanctification through the working out of the principle of love. Christ is love. Amen? Amen. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. 1 John 4 verse 16. The life of him in whose heart Christ abides will reveal what? Practical godliness. So when we love God, things come out that are naturally not ourselves. Practical godliness. The char- I'm sorry. The character will be purified, elevated, ennobled, and glorified. Pure doctrine will blend with works of righteousness. Heavenly precepts will mingle with holy practices. Because God is love. And He has that transforming grace. True sanctification means what? Perfect love. Perfect obedience, perfect conformity to the will of God. We are to be sanctified to God through obedience to the truth. Our conscience must be purged from dead works to serve the living God. We are not yet perfect. This is what I like about this quote. We are not yet perfect. We are still in a process. We are still in a journey. We are still having a story. And it says, but it is our privilege to cut away from the entanglements of self and sin and advance to perfection. From glory to glory. Amen? Amen. 
says, Great possibilities, high and holy attainments are placed within the reach of all. All of us can reach this through the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Those who gain the blessing of sanctification must first learn the meaning of self-sacrifice. The cross of Christ is a center pillar which hangs the far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. If anyone will come after me, Christ said, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. It is the fragrance of love for our fellow man that reveals our love for God. Amen? Amen. We need to love people more. You know, I've been, I'm new at this self-supporting work. I've been only in it for about 10 years. And uh, I have seen a lot of unhappy people in self-supporting work, unfortunately. Because we get so caught up with forgetting our first love. All of us have a story, and that story is we fell in love with God first. That's why we're doing But Somehow along the way, we forget. Now we're grumpy because there's too much work. Now we're grumpy because we are not having our devotional time. We are not putting in our 2.5% because we get so busy. But see, it is a fragrance. It is the fragrance of our love for our fellow man that reveals our love for God. That means if we, our fragrance is not good, that means our love for God needs to be reconnected again. It says, it is through humble, diligent, faithful toil that the welfare of Israel is promoted. God upholds and strengthens the one who is willing to follow in Christ's way. We have hope, and that is Christ will uphold us and strengthen us when we're down when we're out of focus and we need freshness in our lives, God will give us that one thing. Christ gave this man a test, going back to the story. He called upon him to choose between the heavenly treasure and worldly greatness. The heavenly treasure was assured him if he would follow Christ. But self must yield. His will must be given to Christ's control. The very holiness of God was offered to the young ruler. We have that same offer today. And that is Christ's holiness is given to us. He had the privilege of becoming the son of God, the co-heir with Christ in the heavenly treasure. But he must take up the cross and follow the Savior in the path of self-denial. Christ made the only term which would place the ruler where he would perfect a Christian character. At that moment, Christ gave him the opportunity, this way or that way. And it says, his words were words of wisdom. Though they appeared severe and exacting, in accepting and obeying them was the ruler's only hope for salvation. It says, he exalted position and possessions were exerting a subtle influence for evil upon his character. Is God good? Does God want to give his character to us? 
If cherished, they would supplant God in his affections. To keep back little or much from God was to retain that which would lessen his moral strength and efficiency. For if the things of this world were cherished, however uncertain and unworthy they may be, they will become all-observing. We were talking about 2.5% yesterday. Is that too much to ask for really what is important? We have to answer that question. With that earnest, anxious longing, that soul hunger, did the Savior look to the young man? Is God looking at us today? Are we going to accept the love of Christ? Are we going to cultivate this love so we will share it to others? Says, hoping that he would yield to the invitation of the Spirit of God. The ruler was quick to discern all that Christ's words involved. What is really involved in giving up that one thing? What is really involved in giving us what we lack? The ruler, okay, sorry, he became sad to give up his earthly treasure that was seen for the heavenly treasure that was unseen, was too great a risk. He refused the offer of eternal life and went away, and ever after the world was to receive his worship. Brothers and sisters today, sometimes as conservatives, we get to be called legalists, correct? And we've been branded many names. I go to different part, they've been called crazy, all these things. I'm vegetarian, you know. In certain parts of the world, very few people are vegetarian. I'm here with my brother, Eddie, and in Indonesia, to become vegetarian, you're totally different. So when he came here, he said, I'm not that crazy after all. There's a whole bunch of people just like me. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> but sometimes we take that a little further. It says, a legal religion can lead souls can never lead souls to Christ, for it is loveless and Christless religion. It says fasting or prayer that is accounted by a self-justifying spirit is an abomination in the sight of God. The solemn assembly for worship, the rounds of religious ceremonies, the external humiliation, the imposing sacrifice proclaim that the doer of these things regard himself as righteous, just like the rich young ruler. And as entitled to heaven, but this is all deception. Our own works can never what? Purchase. Purchase salvation. As quote, must, man must be emptied of self before he can be, in the fullness sense, a believer of Jesus. When self is renounced, then the Lord can make a new creature. Amen? Yeah. We all have a story. And it could be a transforming story. I know the grace of God that I've seen in my life. I was not, if you would have asked me 15 years ago if I would be self-supporting missionary, I would have said, you're crazy. Absolutely insane. And all of us have a story. But we have seen the grace of God in our lives, what he's doing, and that love that he gives us moment by moment. When self is renounced, then the Lord can make a new creature. New bottles can contain the new wine. The love of Christ will animate the believer with new life. This, I believe, is what Pastor Stephen was talking about. Freshness. Renewal in our lives. 
And it says, In him who looks unto the author and the finisher of our faith, the character of Christ will be manifest. Are we hoping for that manifestation of Christ in our lives? Are we longing for more love so we can give that love to others, not only in our ministry, but number one, to our spouses. Number two, to our children, to our inner sphere of influence, to our co-workers, to our loved ones. My hope and my prayer this morning is that we will have more of the love of Christ that we will reveal one thing, not like the young ruler when it says he turned away sad. God has given it all for us. Jesus gave himself, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That is my hope and my prayer this morning. Let us reflect on these things. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So let us pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I just want to give you thanks for the mercy that you give us every single day. And Lord, may we accept this free gift because Father, you first loved us. Empower us today with your Holy Spirit. Please be with our loved ones who are not with us. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit surround us. In Jesus' name we pray. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.